said before you have come clean in your presence and being humble before you. We humble ourselves before you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking complete control in this place and in our lives and our families and all that you have entrusted to our care. We do give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen, always. God is good. Amen. So I'm just excited about um, part two of this series, um, Who is God? Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about part two of this series, Who is God? You know, um, we're going to be talking about the names of God and um, what we call God or the name or his name throughout the Bible, what he identifies as and we as believers call God as. See, last week we were talking about God's attributes and um, the first and the biggest attribute being that he's holiness. We talked about how every other attribute and characteristic of God comes out of his holiness and the fact that he's sovereign and if he's above all, amen, and that we don't come to God the same way we go to our brother and sister because God is sovereign, he is holy, he is above all. We also talked about how God is righteousness. Anything bad or wrong that happened, guess what, brother, you probably, brother and sister, you probably didn't do it. It probably was you because <laughs> it wasn't God because God, God does what is right. Amen. We talked about how God is love. Amen. And it's impossible to say that we love God and we don't love our brother and sister. That's also made in the image of God. Amen. The Bible, in fact, says that we are liars. If you say that you love God, then you have not love, but yet you don't love your brother and sister. Then you see that your brother, that brother and sister that's sitting on the row beside you that you keep shooting down past, that brother and sister, that one. <laughs> Amen. We also talked about how God is grace and he's mercy. And we know that it was his grace and his mercy and his love which compelled Jesus Christ to go to the cross for our sins. Amen. And a free faith and grace. It is through the grace that is afforded to us by the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross and faith in Jesus Christ that we are saved. So God is grace and he's mercy. Amen. And you cannot say that you are connected to God or a child of God or acting like God and you show no grace and mercy for your brother and sister or that one that you feel that that you feel has sinned against you or has offended you has offended you. Do you not know? that many of the offenses that people carry, they were not caused by the person that they allegedly were offended by, but they were caused by their own interpersonal expectations that were not communicated to the other or met. Amen? They were not communicated or met. Amen? So those offenses, many times you, you share your offenses with other people, but they didn't cause your offense, beloved. That's not our topic today, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. So, if you cannot show grace and mercy to your brother and sister, guess what? You're not acting like God, amen, because God has shown us grace and mercy and that he has given us what we did not deserve. And at the same time, he did not give us what we did deserve, which was judgment, amen. And another thing that we learned about God is God is truth. In other words, in him there is no lie. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. No one can come to the Father except amen so we know God's attributes amen but how many know God's got a name y'all God's got a name and so the thing that we want to walk away with today is that God is my father amen God is my father you ever run upon a person well who's your dad 
so many people that are searching for their biological father, whether they're foster care, adoptive care, kids, they, or people just grown up in families for years and didn't know who their biological father was. Or even people who grown up thinking that one person was their father and turned out years later, oh, guess what? You're not my father. Amen. Or you've been raised by a different person who took the role of an absentee father in your life. But the biological father wasn't there. See, some people have even had fathers in their home where they were growing up, but the person was emotionally absent and was not there. They may have physically been there, but they were emotionally distant from them because of work, because of other things, or because of trauma in their own past that they couldn't be there for their children emotionally. They were there physically, but never there personally. Amen. So some people are searching for who is their biological father, but watch how God moves here. See, when you have an issue that impacts who your knowledge and your relationship with your biological father, how many know your relationship with your biological father, all of those feelings, all of those emotions, sometimes we project those emotions on God. And we say, well, who is God, my heavenly father? I don't even know who my biological father is. How on earth am I supposed to know who my spiritual father is? Amen. How am I supposed to know who God is? And I can't even identify with my spiritual father, my natural father, my biological father. Who is God? Amen. So let's look in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. It says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. In other words, see, at that time, the, the Israelites had created gods, false gods. They had images from Egypt. Some of them had taken them with them, and some of them still had, they still had in their mind these lowercase g gods. And they tried to make living gods out of them. And so when Moses comes along and says, hey, God sent me, the people are like, well, which God? The real, true, and living God? Or one of these gods you just made and brought from Egypt or something like that? Who, 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 who are you talking about? And God says, tell them I am. I am. I am has sent me to you. So what does God mean? See, scripture represents many references to the names of God. There are many, many many references to the names of God. And some of them are tied to attributes of God and things that God has done. And when we go through different seasons of life, when we pray, we call on God using those names. But who is God? The Bible lets us know God, the high and exalted one, El Shaddai and Yahweh. That's who God is. So the first thing we need to understand is God is Abba. He's Father. And as I use the analogy of searching for a biological father, for those who are looking for who your spirit father is, God is Abba's Father. He is your creator. He produced your DNA, amen? 
You know, like your DNA is connected to a biological father and a biological mother. Your traits, your attributes, your personality, your facial features are all connected to a biological father. My brother, my sister, God, Abba, Father. God is your father. We also need to know that God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. In other words, there is no beginning without God. And see, some of you are searching. You're saying, well, how do, Well, who's God's God and who was here before God? Beloved, God is the beginning. He is the end. Amen? So there is no before and after our God because he's the beginning and he's the end. Amen? Christos, he's the anointed one. And see, while you're searching, that conversation I told you about when I went to the nail salon and I was talking to the, 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 the nail tech who was a Buddha and he's talking about all these different people that have come and all these great prophets and things like that. But understanding, and all those prophets had names, but understanding who exactly God is and who is not God is critical in this time and in, 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 in this time. God is Elohim. He is the creator. He is the creator of earth and the heavens and all that is within. It all belongs to God. He is the creator of the universe. It all belongs to God. So when you're confronted and you're asked these questions randomly and you're going throughout your day and somebody says, who is God? Who is the God that you serve? Because I, have, I may have a different God than you. So who's your God? DNA do you have living in you? Well, my brother, my sister, I got the God, the Elohim living in me. Amen. The creator. That's my God. Abba, Father. Amen. He's Jehovah Jireh. Some of y'all like to quote, quote that when you're asking for prayer for finances. Amen. The Lord, our provider. Amen. He's the one that provides for you. Did you not know? That the blessings that you have right now, they're not because of how beautiful you are, how talented you are, how they came from one and only, and that is God. Do you not know that there are people that are more talented than you, more skilled than you, that can do twice what you do in their sleep? You're awake, they're asleep. They can do twice what you can do. But it is only the grace of God, the power and the favor of God that has placed you to be where you are. You know, I've had people say to me, well, look at Green Apple Accreditation, one of the businesses that we um, have the blessing to operate. Or, or look at, you know, the different things that you've made it through. Because sometimes people learn a little bit about my testimony. You got to be careful of that. Well, you learn a little bit about something. You don't know the whole details. But they learn a little bit about my testimony and how God has brought me out of situations. And they say, well, look at what you went through. You created this company from, this is what people say. You created this company from zero to over 400 clients. You create, you come out of this situation and you're still here in your right mind and you're still alive. You didn't OD. You're not dead somewhere. You're not strung out on drugs somewhere. 
Come on, somebody, say amen. If you haven't killed somebody, amen. <laughs> you didn't go find that person that murdered one of your sisters and kill him. Talk about he got my cell phone. You didn't do any of these things. I didn't do nothing. Well, you need to say the most part. I didn't do nothing. God did. Because had I had it my way, <laughs> amen. Some of y'all need to get that in your spirit. And you need to realize, you need to look over your life and say, hey, I didn't bring myself out. I'm not the reason why when I had alcohol poisoning, I, su I survived that twice. God did. Not me. I'm not the reason why when I when I left town and, and just totally gave up on everything that I made it back after that. When the enemy was trying to get me to just sit down on the street and just totally give up. And God brought me up out of that and led me into a Catholic church and made me sit down just for about the equivalent of 10, 20 minutes. And next thing I know, I was back in my right mind. God did that. I'm not the reason that when I was taking drugs and drinking that I survived that. God did. So you have to give the credit where it is due. So some of you, when people come around telling you, well, how did you get from point A to point B? You know, you're just so intelligent. You got all these college degrees. No, beloved, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. That's not what I did. Because I didn't do nothing. I didn't take three napples and nothing to about 400 plus in, uh, clients. In an arena where people like me don't build companies that way. God did. He took me. The outcast, the reject, the one that was popping pills and drinking that people thought was crazy. That one, God did. And so you have to realize that your father, your father is the one that saved, healed, and delivered you. He's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. Amen. He's Jehovah Rohi, the Lord our and so we have to understand who our God is. See, when we begin to understand who our God is, who our Abba Father is, when we run into issues in life, where do we go? To our Father. Amen. You take a child and get hurt, where does he run to? Go to Father. And see, when the Father is present in your home and lifts the child up and says, baby, it's going to be okay, I'm right here for you. That sets a different course for the child, don't it? And see, when we go through things in life, we have to remember our God is always there. Because God says he'll what? He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But watch this. Watch how the enemy works. You take a person who goes through issues in their childhood. It could be something as simple as falling down off the bike. It could be something major as somebody trying to attack them and they're walking away from church. It's happened to me when I was six years old. Some of you have heard my testimony. I was six years old. And this is after my parents had um, separated, had a huge fight, separated. We went, went to live with my grandmother for a year, and my mom came and got us back. Now watch how the enemy works. First day of school, brand new school, brand new community, brand new everything, and I'm six years old. You know, my testimony, I used to be very, very, very small, very, very skinny, okay? Six-year-old, walking up and down the street waiting at the school for my teacher. 
because I had the kid, did exactly what I was supposed to do. I was told, wait here. Your sister's come pick you up. Y'all are walk home. Don't go anywhere. Wait for your sister. So I went up to the front of the school just like I was told, and I stood there and I waited. All the kids standing around, the car riders are leaving, the walkers are leaving, everybody's leaving, all the teachers standing around waiting for the kids. One of the teachers turned around looked at me, and yeah, they left me. I'm standing there by myself, six, seven, eight. Brand new school, rough neighborhood, by myself, first day of school. By God's grace, I remembered which direction to walk in. So my little six-year-old mind said, walk until you see your house. So I started walking. I started walking along the road. Mind you, my older sister has abandoned me. Watch this. Watch how, watch how the enemy takes over. And then watch how God came out. Remember, Abba, Father, will never leave you nor forsake you. My natural father's not there because he's still split up. My mom is not there because she's out working, trying to provide for four children. My older sister, who is responsible for helping me get home, abandoned me, left me. So you got a six-year-old that's walking through a rough neighborhood by herself. All the caution guards are gone because I stood there and waited like I was supposed to. Amen. How many know you do what you're supposed to do? The enemy still has a foot hold, but watch how God provides. I stood there like I was supposed to. And then it occurred to me, just wait a little longer. I'm going to walk until you see it. I knew by God's grace which direction to walk into because there's only two directions I can go. I can come out of the schoolhouse and go left or go right. And I knew to go right, thank God for grace. And so I start walking. I get past an abandoned church. Come on, somebody. An abandoned church. And once I came up to the abandoned church, I looked. And there's this tall man, don't ask me how I knew at six years old, he was a crackhead, drunk out on drugs, drunk out on drugs, walking towards me. There's no other kids, and there's barely no other cars going by. Why? Because all the hard car riders had gone home, all the walkers, all the, car, um, all the caution guards are gone. So it's just me, a six-year-old, and this grown man standing in front of me, walking kind of close to me. Somebody must be Abba Father standing there looking way down mad. Abba Father says, when your mother and father forsake you, then the Lord will pick you up. Amen. So an audible voice told me to run. And then he said, run again. He said it twice. And I got away just in time. Guess what? It wasn't a Bible it wasn't an older sibling there to save me, but it was our father who looked down, saw the intent of the person coming towards me, and protected me and saved me just in time. That's how God moves. So it doesn't matter who is coming up against you, no matter how big they are, how strong they are, or how small you are, your salvation comes from your will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm saying that to set some people free because some of you don't know how to trust God today because your biological father left you a long time ago. Amen. It's called the uh, orphan spirit. And it takes 
of Pharisees and spiritual deliverance to get past that point. Amen. I'm not diminishing that point, but I want you to understand that there is freedom in God. Amen. And you begin to look at God for who he is, not based on what your biological father did or did not do. Amen. Some of y'all missed that. You need to roll this back again and catch the freedom that is attached to it. See, some of you don't trust God. You don't come to God. You don't pray to God because you had no biological father while you were growing up to go to with your problems. You couldn't run to your biological father and say, hey, these kids in school are bullying me because he was absent. Either he was physically absent or he was emotionally absent, but he was not there. So trusting God, Abba Father, Jehovah Jireh, to be there in your life when you have problems as an adult has been a battle. And you wonder, well, why am I not trusting God like I need to trust God? That's because you still got those problems. Amen. But see, God is a healer, and God wants to set you free. God wants you to be free from the natural wounds so that you can realize that your heavenly father is always been with you. It doesn't matter what you've been walking through in life. He's always been there before. He's there now, and he will be there in the future. And you've got to realize God is not like man. He's your keeper. He's, he's, his identity is real. It's not a situation where, well, I thought God was my father. And then come to find out years later, you found out God is Abba Father. He is your father. He is your keeper. Jehovah Shalom Shams tells us that he is your healer. He's your healer. Now let's go back and understand God is Abba Father. You ever really thought about God as a father? You ever really thought about it? Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. It says, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. The word Abba means daddy or father. And it's a term of affection, attentiveness. And it's a term that's of respect for one's father. And so for some of you, it doesn't sound right. It's like you've been taught calling God that because you didn't have a natural father to call God. You didn't grow up saying daddy. And even if you did have a male in the home, you had multiple males in the home. They were your is in the heart of your wounded or 
And it doesn't mean that you didn't live with your, your biological parents to be orphaned. The orphan spirit is not based on your um, legalistic living situation. In other words, whether or not you've been living with your physical parent, um, biological parents or, or not, that's not what makes it an orphan spirit. That's not the orphan spirit. The orphan spirit is having the father there for you when you need him, having that relationship with him. That's the orphan spirit. And many people don't have that. They haven't experienced that. So it makes it impossible for them to have the real relationship with Abba Father, God the Father, that they should have. And those natural wounds from the biological parents carry over into your spiritual life at later points in life. Amen. Is everybody getting that? So let's look in Matt. It says, for some of you, it sounds like an, an irreverent way to address that. But Jesus calls God our father in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. And he gave us the same right. So we can call God Abba Father. Abba Father. God is our Abba. Amen. He created us. And you better believe that just as quickly as he created us, and like Pastor Elise told you, he is not an absentee father. He has never been absent in your life. You may have had a bi biological father that was absent in your life or present, but still emotionally absent from you or even abusive to you. But guess what? God's not like that. And it's hard to change, to reprogram your mind to understand that God is the image of a father that you need. Because some of us have broken relationships with the father, either through abuse, whether it's incest, physical abuse, domestic violence in the home, absenteeism, whether it's emotional abuse, which is just as good and, 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 and horrible as a physical or sexual abuse. But there's a broken relationship. And when that broken relationship comes in, it says to the man or woman, how can I trust you? But you've got to know who God is. God is not your abuser. Amen. God is not the one pushing your butt that pushed your butt down that mountain. Amen. God is not the one that you saw bleed from your mouth or you or your face. God is not the one that is abusing you. In fact, he says the opposite. I never abused you, Matt. God is not the one that chose your stepbrothers and sisters over you and your mama. Amen. <laughs> I just touched something right there. See, you need to take this time right now and get your deliverance. You didn't know we were going to talk about this. Hey, I didn't know we were going to talk about it. It came from the Holy Spirit. Take the moment right now and get your deliverance. So God said, Lord, deliver me because you're talking to me. It might be on one level. My neighbor may be on a different level. But deliver me because I know you're talking to me. And I'm grateful for your grace in, 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 in my mind. You need to get the deliverance, the freedom that God wants you to have. He wants you to understand that he is always in there. Though man may not want that, he's always in there. And he always will. He always will. So you can run to the Father again. You may not have been able to get up off of that bike as a kid and go running inside to your dad for a hug and say, Daddy, I hurt myself. He may not have been there to kiss the boo-boo and, and make everything okay. 
before you die, you can redo the universe and make it all make sense. You can run to the closet out from with any problem that you have. And you don't have to feel like I got to do it on my own. Because guess what? That day when I was six year old, that six year old didn't say nothing. That same way. Family members may not have been there, but that six-year-old didn't say nothing. See, some of you have the concept that I got to do it myself because people have left me behind. Nobody has been there. Guess what, beloved? You've never been alone. God's been doing it for you the whole time. He's been your champion the whole time. He has had your back the whole way. You have not been pulling yourself up by your own drawstrings yourself. God is the one that lifts you up. He's the one that held you up. He's your banner. He's your fortress. So God has always had your back. And there is a deliverance that comes with making a, a distinction between the way man has created you from the way that God has created you. And some of you say, well, where was he at? Where was he? when I was going through that issue. Where is he now? I'm right here with you. He doesn't know me. He's just waiting on me to call him today. He's just waiting on you to call him today. He wants to touch you with the blood and with the word. And he wants to heal and deliver you. And he wants you to understand that ever since that a day went by, no matter how many steps you took in your walk, don't ever think that God has because he was with you the whole time. And I dare tell you this. How about let's tell you this. What if God set it up that people wouldn't die? Uh-huh. I'm not saying he did. But let's play this one out for you. What if he deliberately set it up that way? What if God knew in his infinite wisdom that at some point in life you were going to tackle some big issue and you needed to learn early on that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He needed to show you early on that there's some giants that are going to show up in your life. And you may be physically weaker than them, but through God's grace, you will overcome them. Amen. What if God knew at six years old that my sister was going to be around to pick me up, that my father wouldn't be around to pick me up, that all of the crossing guards were going to guard me, that all of the other kids were going to guard me, that I would have remembered just enough from when I was a baby but still would have had to walk those two, three miles back down the road. What if God gave her plenty of room here to prepare her for the bigger issues that she's going to face in life where she's going to have to walk without the approval of man, amen? where people in her life that should be there wouldn't be there. Amen. You ever been through something and the people around you that are supposed to have your back walk away? Y'all don't have to say amen, but it's true. The people that should have your back, you know, the same people whose back you got locked and loaded and, and you'd have their back, no questions asked. They wouldn't even have to ask you. You'd have your back. They'd have your back. You know, I went through something recently where if the situation was reversed, I would have had another person's back locked and loaded. They never would have been able to have your back. They would, they, they would not even have to ask you. 
Because later on in life, there were going to be some big issues that you needed to go through. And he would still lead you. Not only would he be there with you through it, but he would cause you to be victorious over it. And I would live to tell the story. Amen. Some of you are traveling through situations that in the natural look like you would lose. But God is with you in it. And guess what? He's going to cause you to triumph, and you will live uh, to tell the story. Amen. So your victory is not based on your size or the size of your opponent. It's not based on how long you've been doing what you do. It's not based on your college education. Amen. It's not based on your family background, your history, or who you know. Your victory is set, determined dependent upon our father because he's the one that causes you to triumph amen and see what happens is letdown and disappointment come in abandonment comes in and feeling like well why didn't people show up beloved i don't want to make you think that it's not hurtful when people are not there it is very hurtful when people are not where they're supposed to be, when they don't have your back like they should. It is painful. It is painful. But what we've got to understand is that God has your back. See, let's go, for example, to that six-year-old experience that I had. That six-year-old. Let's suppose now that there was no guarantee. Okay? There would have been no guarantee that I would have been victorious because that snakehead could have grabbed me. say my biological father was there. Guess what? Crackhead could have said right away. Or because of my inheritance. And the only way that I survived is because Abba Father delivered me. The only safety that we have is in God. The only deliverance that we have is in God. So in other words, we cannot to man to deliver us. Now watch this. We've got to look to God to deliver us. And when we understand that when people do what they're supposed to do, that's fine. God is the one that delivers us. When people don't do what they're supposed to do, that's fine. God is the one that delivers you. So your trust, your faith, your reliance, your dependence, your assurance is in God. Why? Because he's the one that saves you. See, do you see how God does it? God wants you to understand that we can go to him 24-7. We don't need an appointment with him. We don't have to go see a specialist. We don't have to ask somebody else's permission. We don't need insurance. We don't have to go to someone else before we go to him. We can go directly to God. Why? We can run to God with every hurt and every pain, every situation that we face, even if we're thinking about something. is our deliverance. So that's our God. Father, he's our God. 
and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. This promise is true for me. Every Jewish testimony in the Old Testament is a living testimony of the faithfulness of Almighty God. And this God who keeps his promise to Abraham is the same God that keeps his promise to you and me with these people. So God is El Shaddai, the Almighty. See what's happening? He is El Shaddai, God Almighty. And God is Elohim, the Creator. And we have to understand when we're asked questions about when was time he made this earth, he did this. See, God is the same as God, the Creator. Genesis 1 and 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, it says in the beginning. And we learned also that he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end and the maker. And so the root word L, which means strength and unlimited power. And the last part is Allah, which means to make a plural. So Elohim is also a plural, it's a plural noun, okay? And so it, we believe that being that it's a plural noun, it is referring to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, which lets us know that God in three persons was involved in the creation of the heavens and the earth. Amen? So all God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth. All three were present. Amen? So there's no such thing as, well, you know, God the Father is God. God the Father is God. Well, you know, only Jesus is God. God the Son is God. Well, Holy Spirit, this is what the Lord Holy Spirit said. Holy Spirit did do all three. Amen? One God in three persons was all involved in creation. So guess what, my brother, my sister, heavens and earth and all that was in it was created by God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You were created by God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what are we learning today? Know your God. Know his name. Know his attributes. Know who he is. And know that he will never leave you nor Regardless of what you've been through in your personal life with a biological father or someone else who's absentee in your life, don't put your relationship with God on pedestal because of a broken relationship with man. Because God is not like that. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Did you get something from that today? Amen. God is good. I want to encourage you to get in your word and let God give you the freedom that he wants to give you in this life and allow God not just be your teaching series, but every season begin to strip away all of those wounds and hurts that you may be carrying from father wounds, mother wounds, even, even whatever wounds that you may be facing in your life. God wants to heal and deliver you. So let me just say a, a couple of healing deliverance messages. Father,